Hello, welcome to the latest edition of the TU Sports Extra podcast. We appreciate you joining us. I'm Patrick Prince, joined by University of Tulsa beat writer John Tranchina. This is our little weekly chat where we uh, check in with all things TU football. Uh, John, a big one this week. TU goes down to Ole Miss, SEC opponent. Um, but before we get too deep into that game, which we will, let's just talk about the season so far. If I'm a TU fan, how am I feeling about what I've seen so far this year? Yeah, it's it's kind of been an up and down three games, hasn't it? I mean, you you, you lose a tough one, you win a, a, a tough one that you pull out at the end, and then you have a blowout. So, I, I mean – at this point, I, I think you got to feel pretty good. They've gotten better each game. They they have uh, made improvements, you know, with uh, and had and yes, Jacksonville State may have been a a lesser opponent, if you will, in the last game. But and but the way they played in that game, the complete uh, dominance, the all aspects of the game uh, playing well, that that really leaves you with a good taste in your mouth at this point in the season. And gives you some confidence going into a game against uh, a much tougher opponent. But you've seen what they can do, and you know they can do it now. Uh, just getting that out there, I think, uh, is a is a big deal. Um, yeah, you know those those first two games, the roller coaster games. I I wasn't really sure what to think we were going to see going into that third one. But after that last game, you know, at this point, I feel pretty good about where they are. Let's talk about Davis Brin and the offense for a second. Mm-hmm. They're they're putting up some really impressive numbers. Uh, what what's it's still Davis Brin who who had you know had flashes last year, but also had some struggles. What what's different about this year? Right. Well, I think it's a couple of things. Uh, the first thing is he just seems more relaxed. He seems more poised when he has the ball in his hand. It looks like he has. Uh, I guess taking a step, you know, they they talk about this a lot where uh, quarterbacks who, you know, once you hit the 10 game mark or whatever of having played, you know, started games and, and you know, you get the feel for it and you, you the game kind of slows down a little bit. And it looks like he's he's, you know, in that process where he just has felt and seemed more comfortable. And, you know, it, it may not seem like a, a big deal, but you know, a couple of seconds here and there makes the difference between a bad decision to throw a ball that's going to get intercepted and holding on to it and getting sacked or finding the, the next guy, uh, you know, in the in the flat or whatever. So I think that's that's been a, a big pro- part of it. And the other thing I will say is that you cannot overlook how good the receivers have been. You've got yeah. Keelan Stokes having a, a a great season. You got Juan Carlos Santana, but you also have the depth guys, the third guys, Malachi and fourth guys, Malachi Jones and Isaiah Epps. And having all of those guys being able to make catches at crucial moments is is crucial. You know, uh, last year Stokes missed most of the season with an injury. They didn't have, and they didn't have, so they had Santana, but they also didn't have as much depth. Behind them, they had Josh Johnson, who was great too. So they had the they had a couple of guys, but they didn't have that depth of receiver. So I think the the combination of uh, Davis Brin, just his maturing process, I guess you could say, and and a great group of receivers has really uh, has really been cool to watch. And it's great to see them getting like national recognition as they've been the top 
at the top of the uh you know the leaderboards for for the nation the last couple of weeks and especially now going into a game against a higher profile opponent more people are getting to uh taking notice of it it's pretty cool to see yeah for sure so let's talk about Ole Miss for a second. You know, last year, John, you know, TU went to Ohio State, and that was a seven-point game at Ohio State right. in the fourth quarter. You know, the 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 final score is very misleading. Um, mm -hmm. So TU has proven recently that they can go to a go to a non-conference game and you know be in contention. How yes. do you see things going down at Ole Miss on Saturday? I think it's going to be close. I think they will continue that trend. They've had a, a number of games. I'm actually going to have something uh, that I'm writing, working on right now about their ability to do that, to play well against higher, better opponents. And, you know, kind of a string of last year, uh, especially, and in 2020, they had a number of game, super close games against high-profile opponents. Um but yes, I think they can go down there and part of what fuels them, as, as we talked about, I talked about with a couple of the players this week, uh, is this feeling that the play, most of the players at Tulsa were kind of overlooked by in the recruiting process by some of these, the Power Five conference teams. Sure. So when they go to play them, they have a kind of a chip on their shoulder, as they say. They have more motivation to like show these guys like, hey, you should have recruited me. I can play just as good as these guys you have. And that kind of that extra fuel seems to, you know, really get them going in games like this. So I think they got a really good chance. You know, Ole Miss, though, is not just any old SEC team. They're actually really good this year and they've shown shown a lot too. So it's going to be a tough battle. There's a number of different matchups that could be problematic. Uh, but I do believe, uh, on the, at the very least, I think the passing game that we have seen from Davis Brin and those receivers is going to still have some success. Maybe not 400 yards like we've seen the last couple of games, but I think they're going to they're going to have a major impact on this game. This game will come down to what in your mind? I think it's going to come down to the ability of the TU defense to stop the Ole Miss running game. Uh, Mississippi has a lot of powerful backs. They've got two guys who have rushed for uh, – they've got Zach Evans has rushed for 317 yards, and freshman Quinshawn Judkins has rushed for 289. And then they've got a third guy, uh, Ulysses Bentley, who actually played at SMU last year. He even scored a touchdown against TU in, in their game last year. He's got only uh, – 75 yards, but he's got four rushing touchdowns. He's more the short yards guy. So that is a very powerful attack. I think they're fifth in the nation right now in, in rushing. And Tulsa hasn't has done a pretty good job against the opponents that they've uh in the run game, that in the opponents they've seen, but this is another level and they've got, you know, it's not just one guy doing it. They've got all of them doing it. And Quarterback uh, Jackson Dart is also a, a good runner, too. So even if he can't throw it and they don't hand it off to the running back, you've got the quarterback option. So that, that's going to be the biggest challenge, I think, for TU. So while the passing game is seemed to be clicking on all cylinders, John, the TU running game has struggled a bit. 
Um, can TU win this game not running the ball better than they have been so far? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I think the answer is yes, because the, the passing game has been so good. Mm -hmm. uh, part of, I think, you know, part of it is that the, the running game hasn't been that great, but part of it also is the passing game has been so excellent. Why wouldn't you keep doing it? So, yeah. um, but yes, the running game is, has been a work in progress. Uh, we still, um, I know you wanted to mention this, we still don't have Anthony Watkins or Daenerys Prince back. Uh, they're two of their key guys from last year. Neither of them have played this season yet. We still have no answer as to why uh, they're not even listed on on the depth chart. Um, injury or disciplinary reasons or personal or whatever, who knows? But we don't know. They're not going to tell us. But they're not playing. Uh, Jordan Ford did come back from – he missed the second game. He came back last week and had a pretty good day. Uh, and we've still got Steven Anderson is, has looked, has looked pretty good as the, as the main guy so far, uh, 269 pounds. He's going to barrel his way through and get those extra yards when you need them. So he's still going to, you know, I think the way they've utilized the running game has, has really complemented the passing game. Uh, whenever it looks like somebody might, a defense may be keen on the passing game, they they give Anderson the ball and he rushes for seven yards and they've got to then adjust to, all right, you never know when the running game is going to come in. So they've got to account for it and then they can still throw the ball the next time. Um, yeah. And he's been very good down by the goal line. He's got uh, Anderson has four touchdowns already this year and pretty much all of them, I think have been within the, from within the five. So he's uh, I, so to answer your question, yes, I think they can still win with that because they use it judiciously and it's been effective enough. Obviously, okay. it, would, it would be to get a better game out of it. It would be it would be great, but I think what they've how they've been able to do use it so far has been enough. Okay, uh, a couple things stood out to you, John, at the uh, weekly press gathering. Why don't you talk about that for a little bit? Yeah, there are a couple of interesting uh, personal items come up with. Uh, the players that were available to us first was Keelan Stokes. Uh, and you may have heard him referred to sometimes by other people in interviews, even coach Montgomery as sleep. So we got to hear, <laughs> that's his nickname. So we got to hear the origin of the sleep nickname, uh, which was interesting. And it basically stems from his, his time as a sophomore in high school, uh, where pretty much the coaches and the older players on the team didn't really know who he was. And then suddenly in tryouts, he's making all these great plays and their coach made a comment like, we've been sleeping on you. And then mm -hmm. they started calling him sleep. And I guess it carried over from his high school days in Texas to, to here and everybody calls him sleep. So that was one thing. And then the other interesting item was that uh, safety Bryson Powers was there and if you've talked to him, you can see he he has a different feel right off the bat from most football players. He's got a more intellectual bent to his discussions, and they were he started talking about how he's been into uh, online chess, and he's gotten kind of gotten immersed into the world of online chess. So it was an interesting, and he also started relating 
something going on in competitive chess that he's been following, but it's uh, it's an interesting thing. You wouldn't necessarily think of a, of a football player as a chess guy, but Bryson Powers is, so. There you go, okay. <laughs> yeah, inter interesting stuff. Uh, yeah. uh, Coach Montgomery, share anything, work, anything we need to talk about? <clears throat> uh, you know, he, a lot of the discussion was about the, the approach to a, a more high-profile opponent about a team that is probably is better than the teams you've played already. He kind of towed the line between kind of dismissing like the idea that this is a better opponent, so you have to prepare differently. They want to prepare the same way. It's a, mm -hmm. it, they don't want to approach it as if it's any other any different than any other game. They all count the same kind of thing. But on the other hand, you can't uh, ignore the fact that this is a better opponent and a more high profile opponent. And you're going to go to a, a stadium where, you know, it's going to be a different environment than you necessarily are used to. So there's a balance there between how you, how you handle that. Um, but he mm -hmm. didn't really want to acknowledge that this is that different of a game than usual, which I, I can see from a coach's point of view, you don't want to change how you, how you do things. If you keep sure. approaching it the way you do normally, then it, you know, it stays like a manageable idea. It's people, players won't get too nervous or whatever. Sure. All right. We'll leave it there this week. Uh, we appreciate you checking us out. You can download us for free on Google, Apple, and Spotify, and uh, we'll be coming at you every Thursday. And uh, John will talk next week and recap uh, Old Miss game. All right. Sounds good. All right.